Turb Alpert and the T1 of Brass. I'm Carson Sestouli. This is Fangraphs Audio. My guest on this edition of Fangraphs Audio is a beat writer of, uh, for the Arizona Diamondbacks for the Arizona Republic. I think uh, perhaps the URL is Arizona Central or AZ Central, something like that, dot com. Uh, his name is Nick Picoro. Uh, some people will say that it's good, uh, a good practice is to think, listener, is to think outside of the box. Um, and perhaps that's generally the case. Uh, there's one box uh, that's pleasant to think inside of, though, and that's a press box. A press box at a baseball stadium, at an American or perhaps even a Canadian baseball stadium. Uh, another thing that's good to do in a press box is to uh, watch a baseball game. And finally, one other thing you can do in a press box, uh, in particular the cafeteria part of it, is talk to Nick Coro, who happens to be the guest. I did that uh, about a month ago at Miller Park in Mil- Milwaukee, Wisconsin, when the Diamondbacks were playing the Brewers. Uh, what this episode is, is uh, it's, it's at a game, or just before a game between the Diamondbacks and Cubs. I talk uh, and think um, with Nick Picoro inside a box, inside the press box, again, the cafeteria part of it, at Wrigley Field. Why do you do that, uh, a listener might say? Um, because it's amusing and was pleasant to do is the uh, the exact answer, I think, the only necessary answer. Allow me now to end this introduction and bring you to the to the conversation that follows. It is, like I say, in addition to Fangraphs Audio, it features Nick Picoro in the Press Box Cafeteria at Wrigley Field, and it begins right now. document sorry we you were good about this last time we have good spacing yeah yeah you probably want to err on scooting it toward me because my voice yeah. doesn't carry quite as well yeah i'm gonna do that okay i'm <clears throat> you're nick pecoro still right yeah we are in the uh we're i've started recording oh okay um marin i what's that marin yeah marin um we are we the last time I talked with you, Nick. We were in the we were in the cafe area for uh, in the Milwaukee Brewers press box. Now we are in the cafe area for the uh, Chicago in the Chicago Cubs press box. These are facts. It's becoming a tradition. Yeah. Well, that's actually my idea. Um, I had uh, I saw this game this weekend. Um, my wife and I are, we have some friends we wanted to see anyway. I see, di- I see Diamondbacks. I say Nick. What I says to myself? I says Nick Pacoro. <laughs> I was trying to figure out like why do you want to keep talking to me? I don't yeah. have that much interesting stuff to say. Well, that's a, yeah, that's a good point because I was worried about that too. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And so I said to myself, I said, I said I like that guy though. This, I had a I had a, um, a bit of anxiety about it, right? Why? Well, no, here because because we talked recently. And it seems as though, um, I don't know, maybe I should spend some time talking with uh, professional baseball players. And I said, I said, I asked myself two questions. I said, who do I want to talk to? That's the question I asked first. And then the second thing I said was, who would I want to hear talked to? And the answer is the same. Yeah, it's Nick Picoro. <laughs> yeah. Well, thanks. Yeah. That, that means a lot. It's, it's nice to be back here. I, I, I like that you've kind of raised the stakes here with our lunchtime podcasting by not just making it at lunchtime, but having us 
eating lunch yeah. while podcasting. Yeah, well, you're, so. we're, we're actually uh, we're eating lunch here, and uh, you have chosen the... Oh, yeah, go for it. <laughs> Nick, okay. Nick is going to take a big bite of a, uh, a hamburger. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Hamburger, and I've uh, I had uh, I have here macaroni and cheese, yeah, with um, chicken. Well, maybe chicken, or it might be it might be hot dog that was in a bread of some sort. Mm. There was no uh, title to it. <clears throat> now you uh, we t- we discussed last time the uh, best desserts of the National League at least. You have some familiarity with them. Um, we could just speak uh, on an aesthetic level or you know design level about this. This is a very old stadium. Yeah, um, we we expect uh, it, it more of a Spartan design. <laughs> I think we're getting it here, mm-hmm. uh, functional as opposed to um, modern. Uh, but yeah, we that's what we have here. I don't mind it. I like it. I mean, or wait, are we just breaking down the dining room itself for, for the bre- moment? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's fine. It's fine. There's in the, yeah in the press boxes. Yeah. Yeah, the press box is okay. I was actually just talking about how it's probably a better press box than places like Washington and, and St. Louis where you're really, really high up and it almost seems like they forgot about the press box until the very last second. And they're, oh, we need oh, yeah. to accommodate those right, people. Right, those guys yeah. have to sit somewhere. And I don't know if you've seen the pictures of what, what they've done in Anaheim with the press box. They moved it. It used to be one of the best press boxes in the league. It was right behind home plate. Yeah. Now it's way down the right field line, um, like in the outfield. And it's it's apparently a, a really bad setup. And people Curious. Are, yeah, and they I think they they opened like a very small little auxiliary press box for writers behind home plate. But even it, from what I understand, isn't. isn't well, who in would the, be allowed to go there? It seems like like there's only I think eight seats in that one, so it's like beat writers from both teams. I don't know what they would do when the Yankees come to town and there's a yeah, lot of, of beat writers. Right, right. Um, huh, that's that's peculiar. Uh, no, um, on that note, um, we were just discussing before we started recording here. You. Uh, you will be seeing a number of press boxes uh, that are not the Diamondbacks press box. What do, we, what do we have? Are you just starting your trip? Is that the idea? Yeah. Well, we were we were in Texas the last two days um, here for this weekend. You were uh, playing the Rangers. Okay. Yeah, they had they had a game rained out Wednesday, okay. and then they they played and lost yesterday. Um, and yeah, so here for three days, then St. Louis for four days, then uh, home for three days, then um, L.A. San Diego. So fifteen out of eighteen on the road. Wow. Yeah. So. And so and so, how does that treat you? Um. Well, I mean, it's just the way that it is. That's your job. Yeah. Yeah. I just I just go where where the schedule tells me to go. And generally speaking, you know, we mentioned this maybe the last time, but. Your hours, so do you get a time, like, we're, you know, you're in Chicago here, and especially uh, you're situated in the downtown area. Um, Chicago has nice restaurants. Um, uh, maybe not in Wrigleyville proper. I don't know the area that well. Uh, but I do know that there are nice restaurants around um, and uh, other exciting things to do. Uh, what, do you have an opportunity to take advantage of the city? Yeah. Um, Chicago, like, we're, we're, we have a night game here tomorrow. Um, which is the first time that I've covered a regular season night game at Wrigley Field, I think, uh, in the years I've been covering the team. Really? Um, yeah, I covered one night game in the playoffs in 2007. Um, but uh, so, so yeah. But what I was getting at was generally it's a good it's a good city to get dinner. Um, right. Most of the time when I'm on the road, I'm I'm looking for good lunch places. Um, oh right, of course, yeah. yeah so <clears throat> this this is the the exception. But uh, dinner is a nice meal to have. Yeah, it could yeah. be. Uh, it's generally accepted. If I'm 
it's generally accepted it's a longer meal. Yeah. Could be uh, eaten at a more leisurely pace. Typically, uh, different beverages are adult, consumed. Adult sort of beverages. Right. Yeah, delicious ones. Right. Ones right. that And uh, ones that uh, make you feel, uh, that uh, take away your cares. Right. Yeah, your myriad cares. Yes. Yeah. Yes. They, yeah. they lessen the load. Yeah. Oh. Um, can, I, can I ask, did you have the mustache happening when I saw you in Milwaukee, or were you re-bearded? Um, it just, I had a mustache, but it wasn't here. Okay. It was. Yeah. It was yeah. elsewhere. That's, uh, <laughs> I don't want to think why, about we, why are we talking about that? I'm just curious. Oh, no, like, I did, I did, uh, I might, I might have, I might not, I might have been clean shaven. Okay. Yeah, but uh, I will frequently go to the mustache. I'll tell you why. I'll tell you why right now. Um, there are some days when my wife, who is a real person, uh, something I say to prove that I'm married to a woman, but also to, when I say real person, like she's like an adult. Does that make sense? Yes. And she says, um, she says you should, Carson, you should um, distinguish yourself from a street person in some way, right? Because street street people would do that if they didn't live on the street, but they don't have that opportunity. You do have that opportunity. Take advantage of it. Try not to look like a street person, maybe. In a sense, you're insulting street people by doing that. I guess so. Because you have the means to take care of yourself. Yeah. So one thing I'll do is she'll, she'll say shave. And so what I'll do is I will shave uh, my, uh, my my cheek areas and then the under part here. But it, um, mustache can take a while. Uh, it can it can it, sometimes it's dry under there, so it leaves a red red uh, mark. Mm-hmm. Um, but leaving the mustache is also quite attractive. I think I look like a nice gentleman. I I um, I just saw Tyler Skaggs pitch the other day. Okay. With a pretty hilarious looking mustache. I haven't seen his mustache. It's whiskey, very very thin. It it looked very much like the one Derek Holland was sporting. Yes. And so I took the opportunity while being in Texas yeah. a couple of days ago to ask Derek Collins. A little to break compare, down. And co- compare yeah, and contrast. Yeah, I, had, I had fun with that. So I, 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 I don't know that I am to mustache coverage what you are to bat flip bat coverage. Bat flip coverage. But yeah. I, tr- I try. Yeah. That's interesting. I should. I could. Um, the one guy in the Brewers, uh, to whom I've certainly taken a shine, is uh, John Axford. Uh, he's very easy to speak to, uh, and uh, we we will always fit in a little bit of. Uh, Mustache-related conversation because mm. uh, he has some pretty serious thoughts on the matter. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, he's considered it. Uh, yeah, um, but but uh, yeah, something about that—the the Holland mustache and what it sounds like you're suggesting, Tyler Skaggs. It um, it gives one the the impression. It gives one the um, resemblance to maybe a sexual offender. Yeah, that's my. That would be my worry. Yeah, you know, if it was like that, I don't. I mean, I don't think this is a. This is not the mustache that I have of a sexual offender. No, yours looks very midwestern. I think. Okay, yeah, yeah. that's great. I, I think it looks kind of like a like a like you you like you are a, a real person and, like you, a, and you do real work. Yeah, you know, you look like someone that could. I don't know, come yeah. in and, and work with their hands and do something. Oh, you know, do something plumbing. Plum. You know, I'm gonna I, plumb. Yeah, something watch along, out. Along watch out. I'm gonna plumb. Yeah. Um, but you're right. Those the ones that that Skaggs is very or was. I'm not sure if he, yeah, he well, was he sent went, down. I'm not sure if he's still yeah. sporting it at the moment. But um, I feel like I, I feel like it's I, I get more comic effect out of it than than necessarily the mustache. Yeah, yeah. And I think that some guys mean it in that in that way. I, that was how I first devised uh, mine. I did this as a joke initially, about a year and a half ago. Um, I, it was like Christmas. I was at my in-laws' house. 
and I, I did it, and we had kind of fun. I kept it. And then because a week later, I was going to be officiating uh, my friend's wedding. And I thought it, um, I thought it would amuse them, but also annoy them that I showed up with a mustache. <laughs> and that it was a, it was going to be a joke. And I said, I you said, we're going to get rid of it before the wedding. Precisely. Yeah. And, and I said, well, because I I saw them. I said, hey guys, check out what's happening over here. And they're like, oh, we kind of we kind of like it. Huh. And so I kept it. Yeah. So that's the that's the beginning of the story, and it's mostly it's largely the end as well. <laughs> Yeah, of that particular story. Did you did did you want to talk about baseball at all or baseball related things? Just out of curiosity. Are you anxious about it? No, I, I don't know. Just kind of filling in the gap there. <laughs> Felt like we weren't going. Anywhere. Oh no! Oh yeah, I did actually have a question. Um, oh yeah, a question about interleague rivalries. Okay. Because I tried to make a list of all of what I would consider something closest to all the interleague rivalries. Uh, there are some definite stretches, like Seattle-San Diego. I think that they are probably something like rivals. Um, it, it gets a little bit um, in, the, in the, the East. It gets a little bit different because, or strange. I pair together the Marlins with the Nationals because of the uh, Canadian, oh, okay, the Canadian yeah. history. Yeah, yeah. Um, although certainly the Nationals and Orioles could be considered rivals. But I, with whom would you pair up Philadelphia then? Right, and I pair a pair of Boston with Atlanta because they were both Boston teams. Right, Braves. So, point being though, you get to the end of the list towards the western side, and you have a couple teams left over: uh, Houston and Texas in the uh, in the a, uh, AL West, and then Arizona and Colorado. And I didn't necessarily know if you did. You do you feel as though there are rivalries there, or or like does it seem as though the league? Is trying to promote one or two, one or two of those as rivals. I don't think they've ever really anybody's ever really known what to do with the Diamondbacks because I, I think it's probably they've they've been very inconsistent in their career mm-hmm. or in their in their existence. Um, they've they've been a very successful franchise, you know, winning relatively speaking. Yeah, now. I mean, in, in their in their brief existence, they've done a lot of winning. They've done a lot of losing too. Briefly after the winning, it seems like every right. time. So I think it, it makes it hard to sort of sustain rivalries in that regard like after 07 they lost to the Rockies in the NLCS that year and I think everybody kind of thought ooh the Dimebacks and the Rockies are a couple of up and coming teams and this right. is going to be something and it just kind of fizzled you know um, for a while the Dimebacks were paired with the Tigers in interleague play as oh. their quote unquote natural rival okay. which uh, didn't make a whole lot of sense um, well they're not even so one's in the central one's in the west right, right. and I guess what is uh, maybe Cleveland and Pittsburgh were were together. No, Cleveland and in Cincinnati, obviously, and then right. Pittsburgh and Detroit. And they're both sort of like post-industrial Pittsburgh cities. Pittsburgh and Detroit were. That's how, that, that in my in your, uh, okay. my version in your of the world. Yeah, yeah. That doesn't make some sense. I I don't know. I've never really known what to do with the Diamondbacks. No, it sounds like yeah. And then Colorado is a mystery too. I mean, to me, it's still a question. Like you could still pair the Rangers and Astros, and then have. Mm-hmm. And then have I guess Colorado versus Arizona during during interleague play, and just be like, "Nah, don't worry about it, guys." Yeah, I. For me, interleague is just a chance to see ballparks I've never seen before, and I'm really disappointed that we're not going to Toronto this year. The Blue Jays are coming to us. I've never I've never seen a game there, and I've always wanted to. Okay, yeah, uh, yeah, it's. Uh, I mean, I have I've been there. Yeah, and it's kind of. Well, I, I, I was there when it was still kind of an exciting thing. 
it might have still the been the only and everything. Yeah, right. The retractable roof and just the sheer size of it, the size of the scoreboard, I think was like um, was a, some sort of feat at the time. And the hotel and right, at, uh, in which people are sometimes caught doing things, sexing each other. Mm-hmm. And um, but it, you know, I think now it's not. I mean, based on the draw of the fans, because it is, it does have a pretty central location, if I remember correctly. I've never, yeah, I've never even been to the city, and I, I've oh. I've heard people say great things about yeah. the city. So. Uh, yeah, my limited experience in the city has uh, always been positive. Um, of course, if you're under, uh, if you're between 19 and 21 or 18 and 21, you can drink, mm-hmm. which is something you cannot usually uh, usually do in the states. Um, so that's an advantage. 18 or 19, 19 maybe. Okay. Yeah. So, uh, but yeah. But so you're not going to get to go to Toronto? No. Which it would have been. Yeah. Now, is there ever a situation where you have an off day in another city? Is that a thing? Yeah, sometimes. How does that happen? Uh, it's just, it, it, like, I think we have one coming up where we're going to be off between L.A. and San Diego. We're going to be off between Tampa and Boston this okay. year. So that's that's always great when it's a, when it's a good city. Now, will, will, the, will the team usually use that as a travel day, or will they travel, right, will they leave right after the last game of the, like, Series A? If... If the preceding game is on the road, then they'll get out of town okay. and get to the new town. If the preceding game is at home, it's sort of a coin flip. Okay. Sometimes the players would prefer to have the extra night at home to spend with their families. Mm-hmm. Sometimes they'll just get sometimes out of Dodge. They don't. And, sometimes yeah. they don't. Yeah. <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes there's things happening at home. Right? <laughs> yeah, let's get out of here. Um, so, <clears throat> uh, now, will you generally, when you're traveling, do you generally travel on roughly the same schedule as the team? Um... No, I don't know. I mean, it depends. Mm-hmm. Like, I I got out of Texas last night. They got out last night. Okay. Um, but it was a day game today, so I, there was no choice, right? So Sunday, we have a day game here in Chicago. I would prefer to spend my Sunday night in Chicago than travel to St. Louis. Right. Um, so you're going to do that. So I'm going to do that. That'll I'm be nice to travel for you. to St. Louis at, like, 9 o'clock on Monday morning. Yeah. Yeah. It will be nice. Yeah. Are you going to go to a Schomburg Boomers game, maybe? Uh, King County? There are a lot of possibilities. Yeah, I, I haven't really, I haven't really figured it out. I, I could go see a movie. I could. You could. I could go. You ever uh, see The Great Gatsby? Have you seen that yet? You know, I have seen that. I oh. saw, I saw Francis Ha the other night. Have you seen this yet? I haven't not. But I saw. Listen, I saw. Green, this is the Noah Baumbach film. Yeah. I saw Greenberg. Now listen, I love some of Baumbach's stuff. Um, I especially love. I mean, one of my first movies that I felt very strongly about that I like was Kicking and Screaming. Me too. With uh, Chris Eigman in particular, but you know, good cast. <laughs> You could have you could have ended up in that movie. You have some similar characteristics. Um, like. I certainly uh, certainly affected characteristics. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. I maybe took from that movie and said I want to adopt these as my own. Yeah, uh, that's a very amusing film. And um, Squid and the Whale was also quite good. You didn't like Greenberg though. I did not care for Greenberg. Totally unsympathetic main character. Yeah, uh, he he's a he's a misanthrope, but not like an amusing way. He's just a hateful, hateable person. And I, it's very difficult. For me, I can't think of an example, uh, certainly off the top of my head, uh, of, a, of an instance where a main character is unlikable and I've liked the movie. Because you have to spend, regardless, you have to spend an hour and a half, two hours with that person. Right. But you well, care for I, it. I mean, The Squid and the Will is really good, and, and the father figure was, was pretty difficult to watch. I, I don't know. I, I, I thought that there were things, there, there were qualities of, of Greenberg's character that I was able to... To sympathize with, and, and he still was somebody I kind of wanted to root for, despite it all. Um, yeah, but I think the reason you might want to root for him is because we're compelled always to root for. Yeah, but I think we also sort of 
I don't know. I, I, I actually heard Bombach talking about this with uh, Mark Marin. He was on his podcast a couple of weeks ago, and he and Marin was talking about how there are things in Greenberg's character that you sort of like, you sort of see yourself in him in some ways. Cause I don't because do- I just thought like he was just so like, just so. Like, he didn't hide any of his despicable characteristics, right? I mean, everything was just out there. He just couldn't help himself. And, like, I feel like in some ways he was just the guy that, like, Larry David's character will just, like, you know, he'll just say things that you're, like, you're thinking, but you just, we all have the tact not to say them. But Larry David's character is... And that's a highly comic character. You're as right, well. and and I think like he, I think Larry David's character is different in that he's standing up for, he, he he's almost always doing the right thing by saying or what he things. perceives as right. He right, has like exactly. he's principled, exactly, a, a, like overly principled, right? Right, right. And, well, yeah, he is like, and I think that that's part of it, like hearing him talk about how he's created the character. It's like he's like any impulse he has, like he just he blows that up. He magnifies that yeah. impulse, right? Oh. The national anthem's happening. No, I'd rather keep talking about Noah Baumbach movies, though. You should really go see um, Francis Ha, though. Mm-hmm. It's terrific. It's mm-hmm. unlike, really, a lot of his movies. And it's probably most reminiscent of Kicking and Screaming in a lot of ways, just because it's sort of about that, like, post-collegiate, collegial, collegiate uh, malaise yeah. that yeah. people find themselves in. Um, but it's not, it doesn't have quite the heightened, com- it's not quite as comic that it's way. It's pretty though. funny. It's it not, is. It's not like, it's, it's not as, like, cheeky and, you know, like right. like kicking and screaming was, but Greta Gerwig is really funny. Okay. Um, right. and has you're like turning a, me around a little bit, because I read the review in the uh, AV Club or whatever, uh-huh. and I thought, once again, I thought, is he just ex- experimenting with a, there was a seagull just hovering outside uh, the window here. A lot going on. It, it, some people say that it reminded them of Manhattan. I didn't really get that very much. It okay. felt very Truffaut-y to me. Okay. Um, and I guess, like, there were a couple of scenes What if Truffaut were... directed Manhattan? Hmm? Well, I mean, I guess. Would it be with all kids? I just feel like it would be like if Truffaut directed, uh, I don't know, like a like a kicking and screaming. Okay. I, I, I'm having tr- I, I was thinking about this the other day. Like, I was having trouble thinking of a really good, like coming of age type of movie that involved a female character like this that was ambitious and in her 20s and had big dreams and there aren't too many I guess it's kind of what people like about girls now the show yes yeah, yeah. in some ways I mean this is totally different from girls you right know? I mean you can't compare the Hannah character to the Francis character I mean you can but they're going to be totally right. opposites right. Um, you could contrast them as well you right. could spend some time right. contrasting them <laughs> <laughs> Well, you can use any of the widely available, easily available uh, rhetorical patterns. You can do any of that. So, but you, well, the point is, you might see a movie. You might go to, for example, tomorrow night. I'm going to be going. I'll uh, be attending a um, a Kane County Cougars game. Nice. Yeah. Is anybody good pitching? Uh, not pitching, but do you know who would be playing? Is Byron Buxton? Oh, okay. You familiar with that name? I've heard good things. You familiar with the name Byron Buxton? I I am. What about uh? Dan Vogelbach? What's the guy's name? No. Adam Walker is another good player on that team. Oh, well, I would be happy to see him. I not even considered it. Apparently that, that team is loaded with The Cedar with Rapids. Right? Yeah, maybe. And then I know that, uh, oh, Albert Amora is on that team as well. Mm. No. Yes. Maybe. King County. Mm-hmm. Yeah, King County. And Dan Vogelbach, the big first baseman for the Cubs. Very big. Yeah. Have you seen him? I have. I don't big. remember where I would have seen him. Would have been like maybe Arizona I, League. No, or yeah, I w- no, I saw him in uh, in on the backfields in spring training. Okay, He's yeah, a big kid. Yeah, but it, uh, see, it appears to be a very gifted hitter. Yeah, and I'm excited. I'm excited. Actually, one thing the Cubs have done that's interesting is 
Um, of course, they um, they acquired Anthony Rizzo mm-hmm. um, for Anthony for uh, Andrew Kashner in a deal that appears to be working out. Um, and they they also made a priority. I think Vogelbach was like a supplemental round pick, maybe something like that. But usually, guys who you know are going to be first basemen, there's risk involved because if it turns out that they can't hit like a major league first baseman, and really, how many? Only 15 guys hit like an average major league first baseman <laughs> or better, right? right? I mean, right. that's by definition. So, do you think he's going to be one of those 15? Essentially, you're essentially that's that's what you're suggesting by by acquiring him. Yeah, um, I was thinking too, though that. Like, a lot of people didn't like or see any value in Mark Trumbo, right? But the way the game is going, there doesn't seem to be quite as much power and quite as much offense as before. So maybe a guy that can really purely hit yeah. is going to have a home somewhere. I mean, yeah. maybe he won't be playing here, but... Well, what, I think Trumbo's contact rates are actually not as bad as maybe they were at one point or something because he's gotten better at that yeah i mean he doesn't take a lot of walks right but i think that uh yeah i would have to look but um he doesn't yeah he doesn't have a lot in the way of play discipline generally i think yeah. but i also feel like he does not strike out a ton i could also be totally wrong in that. Um, yeah the game the game's beginning should we uh, probably yeah we should do that you you are employed by this organization right I have one. I have one other. Oh yeah, just one other quick thing though. Okay. Because uh, the weather may turn here. This game you mentioned there was rain out recently. What do you do during a rain out? <laughs> um, do you do during a rain out, or I mean, do you get can, can you di- be dismissed when the game when the game is officially canceled? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I have still have to fill the paper with something. <laughs> um, so I, I'll have to come up with something to write about. Um, but uh, like during a rain delay, it's just it's usually pure boredom yeah i mean we didn't have much of a delay the other night before that game got canceled it just kind of got canceled um that's the way it should be that's the way it's best for everybody right exactly yeah that that enabled me to go see francis ha actually Mm. so it was perfect um but uh but yeah i mean i i would assume that if if we get weather here today i would be queuing up uh the sixth episode of arrested development Development. yeah I talked with the Fangraphs own Matt Clausen yesterday, uh-huh. and uh, we um, we talked at some length about Arrested. I haven't seen any of the new episodes. Okay. And he said that he knew he was going to be disappointed. Now he's just using it as an opportunity to see how disappointed he's going to be. It, it's Does not, he it, still feel that way? Has he seen them? He's seen four episodes. And it, his, his point is not that it's not it's not good. It's just a question of expectations versus the, versus the actual thing. I've already rewatched the first three just because mm-hmm. I felt like there were things I was missing and I, I, I wasn't paying super, super close attention to everything yeah. that was happening the first time I watched them. Um, and I'm, like, loving it more. I, yeah. I, like, there's little bits and I, I don't... I don't want to ruin anything for mm-hmm. you or anybody else that hasn't seen yeah. it, but it gets it gets very complicated. The story is very layered, and uh, and there's lots of little jokes that little lines and, and stuff that are inserted right. in there that you don't catch the first and, time. And, that, and that's what was also a uh, like a defining characteristic of the sure. series itself, right? Sure. And that's something. Please, they, it's a, it keeps giving. Yes, it keeps giving. Absolutely. Um, well, let's close this up. I'm going to uh, let's shake hands. Okay. We'll do uh, doesn't doesn't play on radio very well, but. It um, did just happen. It did, yeah. It did just happen. Uh, I don't. You have some hamburger left over there and some soda. Uh, we'll maybe finish this up and we'll go go watch a baseball game. I also, did you know that Dane Perry's here? Really? He's in the ballpark today. No, I didn't. Yeah, he is. I've never met him. As a uh, as just as a man with his uh, wife right. and child. Yeah.
with if you're like, ever so inclined I might go say I don't with like a shirt on and pants and stuff yeah I mean person. sweating heavily one assumes <laughs> and, and cursing uh, anyone in uh, his circumference in the circumference so, yeah alright we're done that's, thanks for uh, having me that's Again. Nick Pecora of the uh, Arizona Republic I'm Carson Stewart and this has been Fangraphs Audio <laughs> cool, man.